Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Yes, hi, I'm Remo Tlale, and as mentioned, this is another episode of the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast. Uh, today is an incredible conversation with a young married couple, Ali and Darius Dunn, uh, out in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and we have a great conversation just about marriage, their story, um, and honestly, uh, some fun just learning about them and the things that they've gone through as a as a married couple. So uh, this may sound like it's one of those episodes that's not for you if you're not married, uh, but I think you'll find some gems and how to embrace your singleness, how to ensure that uh, you pursue the right kind of partner, and how to have fun in the journey while doing so. So please stick around for that. Uh, but if I can ask you for a huge favor, uh, and that would be just to share this podcast with one friend. You know, At the end of this, if you found it helpful to you, uh, or meaningful, if you would just do me the favor of sharing it with someone uh, and or um, just re- rating it on whatever the podcasting app is that you use as uh, the more ratings and the more that we share it, uh, the more um, exposure that the podcast gets, gets, and hopefully we can be able to help uh, many others thrive in their life as well as in their faith. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Darius and Ali Dunn. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm very excited today. I have uh, a couple here that are uh, fellow podcasters uh, and doing an incredible job at it. Uh, people that I listen to, uh, I definitely look forward to every second Thursday, uh, getting a little bit of their life and marriage and, and all that's going on with them. Um, but I have with me Darius and Ali Dunn from Marriage Done Right. So if you are multitasking, you can go look right now on wherever you get your podcast, Marriage Done Right, D-U-N-N, uh, and they will be there. Uh, but Darius, Ali, welcome to the podcast and please introduce yourselves. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. So I'm Allie. And I'm Darius. And like Remo said, we just started a podcast not too long ago called Marriage Done Right, where we just talk about all things marriage and uh, the ups and downs, the fun, the not so fun, and kind of everything in between. Um, yeah, that's that's us. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, we said in the first episode we don't have everything down. Right, we're we're trying our best to to do marriage the right way. Marriage done right was mainly just a play on words, more than it <laughs> is like a fact that we're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. yeah. yeah no, I, I enjoyed the play on words. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I still do. I'm like, man, that, that is such a cool surname to have to be able to to do that. So. Uh, but welcome! Thank you so much for for making the time. Uh, uh, I really, I... and so maybe maybe to to kind of get us started. I know uh, both of you uh, are Christians and you know profess a faith, a faith in Jesus and, and follow Him. Uh, but I'd love to kind of hear from both of you your you know your growing up story. So kind of the first maybe decade to to you know decade and a half of your life uh, of you know growing up. Uh, what was it like, siblings, the, the whole shebang, just to give us a bit of a picture of where you come from. The whole shebang. All okay. Right. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start. Um, so I'm an only child. So it's just okay. just me. My parents were like one and done, you know. I guess <laughs> nice. you done, did it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> <Clever. Yeah. laughs> 
love it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so um, I I grew up knowing about the Bible and knowing about God, knowing about Jesus. I went to Christian school, so I didn't go to the public schools. I went to the Christian schools from kindergarten through twelfth grade. Um, so all through elementary school to high school. So I always knew the uh, biblical stories and all all of that, but I, I really didn't uh, live the way a Christian should live. I thought I was, but I just because I grew up around it, I just thought, well, I grew up around it, so I guess I can call myself a Christian, but I really didn't look at the Bible for myself until college, my second year of college. Um, that's when somebody reached out to me on campus at Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, somebody just came up to me and said, hey, um, you want to go to a, to a Bible talk? And I wasn't doing anything. I was just <laughs> sitting around doing nothing, waiting for my next class. And I was like, sure, why not? Um, and then I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. I, I knew what they were talking about. And then somebody asked me, hey, do you want to get in some Bible studies? And I thought it was kind of strange at first, but I was like, why not? It won't hurt. And I, I need to I need to be around other people that are Christian. And then started doing Bible studies, started really getting into the Word. This is really me getting into the Word for the fir- first time, like seriously. You know, I, would, I always had like memory verses growing up, you know, that sort of thing. But really like examining my own life and, things that that I was doing and and the things I had done in my life I I didn't I guess I I didn't see that it wasn't lining up with with the scriptures until I got into to the Bible studies and I saw oh wow like you know Jesus has done so much for me and I have to give my life fully to him and I, I got baptized in November of 2007 and that's mm. when I that's when I really I became a Christian okay awesome thanks thanks that's and Ellie crazy I was in high school in 2007 <laughs> yeah it's always weird to think about the age gap oh. when we go back in time ah <laughs> oh, man uh for me I am like kind of the complete opposite of him I am not an only child I am one of technically three. I have a half brother, older sister. I'm the baby of the family. And uh, I actually grew up in the church. I grew up in our current um, sister churches in Georgia. And my parents became disciples in the church when they were single, like 30s or whatever. So I when I by the time I came along, I was already a part of everything. <laughs> um, so I grew up knowing about God. I knew up growing uh, I grew up knowing the truth about Jesus and I honestly like I feel like I just knew that I wanted to be a disciple one day. Um, I knew that following Jesus was really the only way to be happy in life. I knew that the person I was without Jesus was not good versus what it I could be with Jesus. 
Um, but I did take some time because my maturity level, even though I knew it was something I wanted eventually, I, I tried studying the Bible in middle school and I just was not there maturity wise. Like just the concepts were kind of just going over my head. I was just too young. I wasn't there yet. Um, but I understood sin. I understood what my sin, what effect my sin had on myself, on people around me, on God and on Jesus. Um, and I knew I needed to do something about it and I needed to make a big change in my life. I just wasn't at the maturity level to understand everything yet. Um, and then in high school, I actually was finally mature enough. I kind of had this one year where I was like, well, let's see what the world is all about. And I kind of just dipped my toe into going to, I went to a party and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I went, uh, had a crush on a guy and I was like, this was awful. Um, and that was kind of my way of dipping my toe into what the world had to offer for me. And I just remember being so sad and feeling so lonely and feeling like none of what the world had to offer was really worth anything in the grand scheme of things. And that's when I was like, forget this crap. <laughs> I've tried it. I'm going to move on. Like I know what Jesus has to offer and studying the Bible, even though it was, it went over my head before I was like, that's the only time I've ever truly felt full and happy and, um, yeah, I guess full is the best word. So I was like, I'm going to do it for real this time. I was 15 or I was 14. I was about to turn 15 when I studied the Bible seriously. And then I got baptized in the teen ministry um, in 2010. And then I think I turned 15 like a couple weeks after that. But yeah, so that's kind of my story. And ever since I've been trying. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys are you guys have been at this uh, this you know Christianity being being Christians thing quite a while, which is which is quite cool. Uh, but Darius, I, I did want to drill down kind of on on being an only child, uh, you know, because we we hear rumors. Uh, those of us who aren't only children, uh, <laughs> Darius, I'm sorry, Darius. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we've heard that uh, you know it's quite uh, a lonely uh, endeavor. Uh, we've heard that they're a little bit uh, weird or, or creepy or different. Let's put it that way. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so I just want you know, I just want you to tell me, man, as an as an only child, like how did you how did you find that? Did you enjoy it? Was it weird? Um. Okay. So there were there were some times where I I did feel a little lonely and I wanted a little brother, a little sister. But for the most part, it was it was good. Like I I enjoyed it. Um, my my parents kept me involved in, in things. They they um, put me in sports at a very young age. Like I started playing basketball when I was six years old, and running track when I was six years old. So track and field. So I I was always around kids my age. Um, I had a really close friend that lived probably about ten minutes away from me. Um, he was also the only child, so we always did things together. We went on vacations together growing up, so it, it wasn't all that all that lonely. And I and I think I turned out 
I turn, I turn, okay. yeah, I'm not that, weird, okay. am I, Allie? You had that weird moment when you told me about your pet spider. That, that oh, was weird, but... Yeah, yeah. It's like, if so, you would have had a sibling, that would have never happened. <laughs> okay, so yeah, there, there are some little quirks. You know, I, you know, um, having a pet Black Widow spider, you know, that's... Like, that's if you that. have a sibling, <laughs> you don't do that. that. <laughs> Let's not gloss over that. You had a pet Black Widow spider, like for... Like a, one that you captured in your house somewhere, or you went out to the store and said, "Hey, I want." To <laughs> okay, so I actually captured it outside, and I don't know what I was doing outside in the yard. I mean, I guess being an only child, I guess you yeah, know, geez. it was just one of those days I was by myself. So I, I saw the spiders. Like, Ooh, that's a black widow, and I knew that they were poisonous, but I was careful. I put it in a a jar. I think it was a spaghetti sauce jar. <laughs> And um, and I, I kept it for, well, it stayed alive for probably two weeks. It eventually died. And that was that. Was that. I, I named the spider Scotty Pippen. <laughs> you know, all the basketball fans out there, you know who Scotty Pippen is. Yeah, there you uh, go. There you go. Are you a Chicago Bulls fan? No, but I am a Michael Jordan fan. Like, I'm okay. a big, big time, big time Michael Jordan fan. Yeah. Who do you, so who do you support in the NBA? Atlanta Hawks. That's that's the home team. So yeah, you have to be. Yeah, I was about to say you have to be loyal to to the home to the home team. But that's like the All only right, cool. home team he's loyal to. No, Atlanta United. Soccer. Oh yeah, Atlanta United too. But other than that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I've heard they're good. I don't watch much MLS. I try to keep up with the NBA and the NFL, but I don't watch much MLS. So yeah. I've heard rumors that the Atlanta the soccer team, I guess, you know, whatever it's called, Atlanta mm-hmm. something. Is pretty good, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, I guess there are some quirks, you know, capturing a black widow spider. <laughs> yeah, little quirks. Um, <laughs> you know, but but I, I appreciate you letting us in, in into your world a little bit. Uh, but let's let's talk about uh, falling in love here for a little bit. Uh, you guys are obviously you know married now. I think it's just over two years, right? No, it's, it's a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Just about a year and okay, a half. Uh, just a year and a half. Oh, so you guys are just just ahead of Balisa uh, and I. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so mm-hmm. you know, tell us the story, man. I, I really enjoyed the episode where you guys shared how you guys met. So <laughs> you know, how did how did it go down? And and feel free to just you know. Okay. It goes down differently depending well, on who you ask. Well, Allie <laughs> Allie tells it best, so I'm gonna let her tell it. All right. So. <laughs> I had just graduated from college and I was kind of in a phase where I was like, who am I? I don't know who I am. I don't know how to adult. I was just trying to figure myself out. I was like, who needs guys? I don't. It's just me and Jesus. And that was kind of where I was at um, at the time. And I was really looking for a small group Um now that I was out of campus, I didn't have the campus ministry anymore, but I, I knew I needed to be in a group and have people holding me accountable and who I could, you know, walk through life with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I was living kind of far from church. I was living about 45 minutes away from the church building. And um, I was just trying to find a group. Like, I had been kind of hopping from groups and I was just trying to find a group that I could like right after church I could go be with this group and then I can go home because I live so far 
And so one day I found out about this group and they were like, yeah, we meet at one o'clock after church on Sundays. And I was like, perfect. I'm joining. Is that okay? Like, can I join this group? And they were like, sure, come on over. So I joined the group and Darius happened to be in this small group that I joined. And I remember he was late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the my first time there. He was late. Um, my foot was broken. I was in a cast. And I just kind of like those days, once I got someplace and I sat down, I didn't get up. Like I, my ankle was broken. I just kind of sat there and let people come to me or whatever. So uh, he walks in. I'm like, oh, he's really cute. I wonder who he is. I've never seen him before, which is crazy because he's been around forever. So sure. we just never crossed paths before. But to Darius for being kind of cute. Man. Yeah, he was he was kind of <laughs> cute. Uh, the girl was like, "Hey, I see you." Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, he's cute. He's late, but he's yeah, cute." Yeah, I was late though. Uh, <laughs> but I remember like chastising myself, like, "Allie, it's just you and Jesus. Remember, you can't no. be thinking people are cute right now. All right, you gotta focus on yourself." <laughs> uh, so I kind of just put it in the back of my head. But at uh, this small group. Um, because there were a few of us who were newer, we went around and we had to say something about ourselves, um, hobbies that we liked or something like that. And when it got to me, I said that I was a teacher and that I liked to bowl. And that's kind of where his interest peaked there, I guess. Yeah. That's where I was like, Oh, Hey, we have something in common. Cause he's a teacher and he also likes to bowl. Mm-hmm. So after our small group was over, um, he came up to me and made a pretty bad first impression because he just walked over to me. He didn't say like, hey, how are you? My name's Darius. He didn't say anything. He just said, so why do you go here? And I was like, what do you, am I not allowed? What do you mean? Why do I go here? <laughs> he was trying to ask me like, why do you drive all the way here to be a part of our group? But that is not what came out. Yeah, it was. That wasn't a great first question to ask. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, I think we talked for like maybe a minute or so more. But she she after that question, like I could tell on her face, she was like, why is this guy still talking to me? He's like her. She was so she was so disinterested in our conversation yeah. because from that first question I asked her which wasn't a great first question I was just so thrown off yeah she was thrown off I was just like wait what mm-hmm. can I not be here is it too full like you were late what does it matter yeah. uh, <laughs> so that's 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 how we met yeah that's how we met luckily for me though he didn't give up on like trying to become friends um, we actually a few weeks or months later we started planning um we had to pair up within our yeah. small group and like plan a fun event for all of us to do in the summer. And it was so funny because Darius, like right after our friend Brandon got the words out that you need to pair up, he was like, dibs on Allie. And I was like, whoa, okay, cool, yeah. sure. <laughs> but he was so quick <laughs> and he thinks this is weird. But because we had to work together to plan something, I didn't think it was weird. And my ankle was broken. So I like threw my phone across the room and I was like, here, put your number in there. And to him, (laughs) to him, he was like, what, what, what did she just throw her phone at me? And yeah, 
That's how. Yeah. Was that a move? Did you think that was a move? No, nah, I didn't think that was a okay, move. Okay, good. Because yeah. it wasn't. So that's, so that's how the story begins. <laughs> yeah, that's how the story began. Yeah. And then he would start, like, kind of trying to talk to me, but like not really. He would send me a text and be like, "Hey, how are you?" And you know, I was like, "Oh, that's so nice." So I would respond and be like, "Hey, I'm doing great. Work was kind of hard, but now I'm home, about to eat. How are you?" And he would respond, "I'm good." And that was it. And I was like, okay, yeah. I guess it's not a conversation. <laughs> Maybe you just yeah. was being yeah. nice. Uh, so that happened yeah. back and forth for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, all right. And, and then, all right. So, so transport us. And I, I obviously have heard the story. So some people, you can go and listen to their podcast to hear every, every detail of it. Uh, but transport us to the day that you actually planned the bowling event. Okay, so um, I I knew that I knew I knew of a place that where where um, we would all of us get together and go bowl. Like I already had it in my head where I wanted to go, and I just I think I I just texted I just texted you and just said hey let's meet here and you were just fine with everything. Yeah. And well, so so the event happens or the event comes up and we. Get there early. Allie and I get there to the place early, and we sit down at this table. This was before everybody came, because we wanted we both wanted to be be there early to make sure we had the lanes and everything yeah. like that. And we actually had a really good conversation. I don't even remember exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, me neither. But I, <laughs> but I do remember that I was thinking in my head, "Oh wow, she's she's a cool person. She's really nice." And then uh, people started coming in and I actually got a little sad that people were coming to our event because I wanted to keep talking to her one-on-one, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But then we ended up, as we were bowling. And you, Eddie, felt the same way? I I don't think at that point. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I'm not sure at that point if I felt the same way, but I do remember being like, oh, like, he's... He's cool to talk to. I I do remember having that kind of thought, but I don't think I was as disappointed sure. as he was because in my head I'm very like, this is what we're here to do. We're here to host this event. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, everybody, welcome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as you can, as you probably already know or you can tell, uh, I'm not great at text messaging and communicating that way. I'm more so in person, face to face. I, I I do better communicating that way. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Got you. All right. So so people arrive and and you guys are yeah is having having a good time and then uh, I believe Chance the rapper came up. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. Just, I just I enjoyed hearing it, so I want people who maybe haven't tuned into the podcast to hear some of these bits, and then we'll we'll kind of dive into to you guys. Yeah, so, okay. How did this come up? Well, while we were bowling, we continued talking and just getting oh, to know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we, the topic of music came up, and he loves music. At this time, I didn't know this, how much he loved music, but he really loves music. And I was just talking about how much I, I discovered Chance the Rapper pretty late. 
Like, he had already been around for a while, but I brought up, like, I'm really obsessed with Chance the Rapper right now. And he was like, oh, I love Chance the Rapper, too. And we happen to have the same favorite song by Chance. Summer Friends. Summer Friends, yep. And that just kind of, after that, I was like, this guy is cool. Like, he's so cool. And that kind of started um, us continuing to talk through text and... I got I got better with that. Yeah. I got better with the text messaging. <laughs> yeah, and we started sending each other songs, and that, that was such a fun time. Mm-hmm. We should keep sending each other songs. We don't okay. do that anymore. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so back to the good old days. Mm-hmm. All right, so so I mean, for a lot of people, obviously now this friendship kind of develops, and and if anybody wants to to uh, hear the whole story, you know, shameless plug, you know, go go have a look for marriage done right. And, you double in and you'll get it there um but obviously you guys were looking for something in in a partner uh, and i i want to just kind of chat about mm-hmm. that like uh, darius what were you looking for when you thought you know of a partner what were you looking for and then same for you ali what were what were kind of your your list of things that you were looking for that's a great question so what i was looking for in a partner and a wife i was looking for a woman that First of all, loves God, loves God more than herself and lives her life in a way that that pleases him and has a desire to please him. That was the first thing. Um, but also, I, I wanted somebody that had a great, great sense of humor, um, somebody that's hardworking, somebody that's that's smart. Um Somebody that that listens well and is patient, and I found all of that in Allie. That's so nice. sweet. I never get tired of hearing that. <laughs> 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 nice. That's sweet. For me, and for you, Allie. Yeah, for me, um, it's so funny because I actually made a list. And before I even met him, I made a list and I kind of just made it and then put it away. I prayed over it and then I just put it away and I didn't look at it again until after, I think after we were already dating for a really long time. But some of the things that I was looking for was one, like Darius said, just a man who loved God and that I knew could help lead me to heaven. Um and then also I wanted someone who was family oriented and had a great relationship with their parents and could have a great relationship with my family because I'm very family oriented. And um, I also wanted someone who was kind and humorous and gentle, um, but could be a, a great leader. And that's definitely Darius. He's not like the most, what's the word? like in your face kind of leader he's very like a under the radar finds we called what what was the name that we called you um he was like the we made a i don't even know if i told you the name but it was like the secret ninja because he would <laughs> in fellowship in church he would always find the people that were just in the background who you might overlook in fellowship and that's always where Darius was. Like I'd be like, where is he? And then I would turn around and he'd be in the back talking to visitors who were just sitting back there that a lot of people would have overlooked. And that was just something I really admired in him 
and how genuine of a friend he was. Um, yeah. Those Thank were you. all things I was looking for. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah. That's really cool. And and so would you would you suggest having a list? I mean, I know Ellie, you had one and prayed over it. And, like, is that something that you feel like people should know what they're looking for? I definitely think people should know what they want and what they need. I don't think a list is a necessity, especially like if you know that you're a person who's kind of obsessive when it comes to that kind of thing, (laughs) that I would say probably don't make a physical list because it wasn't like a list that I was going around with every date I went on like, oh, doesn't have this one. Bummer. You know, it wasn't like something I was constantly checking. Um, And so if that's how you're going to use the list, I would suggest don't make one. But I do think it's important to know what you need from your partner, especially if your goal is marriage, because marriage is a life commitment. And so I Mm -hmm. definitely think you have to know what you want and what you need. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And and so you you mentioned something that I'm going to come to another question that I have, but you mentioned something that like, especially if the goal is marriage, and this is totally personal opinion. Do you guys believe in dating just for the sake of dating? Or do you feel like dating is inherently designed to lead towards the T-junction point of, yes, we're getting married or nope, we're not meant to be married? Mm. That's a good Whoa. question. Uh, <laughs> um, mm. I'm going to say yes to Darn. both. Because <laughs> I do, I... I have done both, I think. Mm. Like, I have gone on dates because a brother asked me, and, like, that was encouraging. And I was... But I wasn't on that date thinking, oh, is this man going to be my husband? Like, I wasn't thinking that way. I was just going to build a friendship to get to know someone more. And I I definitely think there are benefits in that. Like, it's great to have um, friends of the opposite sex that you can talk to and that you can trust and... Sometimes going on dates in that way is one way to build those friendships. Um, But then I also think once you go on a date and you do find someone that you click with and that you like and you start having feelings for them, I definitely think you have to start thinking of it in a different way because one, I'm a big believer in protecting your heart um, and knowing where your heart can go if you just let it free, I think is important. Uh, so that's what I mm. think. What do you think? I agree with you. You do? That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can you guys, just two seconds, just give me two seconds. I need okay. to check, check on my door real. Okay. okay. Just two seconds. That was a hard question. That was hard. Because <laughs> there is a benefit in dating. And, like, yeah. you can't figure out who you really like. Yeah. Unless you know what you don't like. And I, fig- I think you figure out what you don't like. You want the panel? Through dating. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard. That was a hard question. <laughs> but then, like, of course, you don't want to, like, play with people those emotions and stuff yeah I definitely think you have to be careful yeah to but not I, play I do, with emotions I do agree that like guys should go on encouragement dates that sort of thing yeah and I don't think every date has to be romantic either right like right. you can but if something does happen and 
your feelings change, I think you is have to think about it. Does it Sorry. Until we stop it. No, this is yeah, this one doesn't cut off. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, my my wife was out uh, pretty much all day, so she just she just got back. So we needed to figure figure that out a bit. But okay. Um, all right. So yeah, we can we can just pick up from there. Okay. So so how? Okay. T- tell me this. How does your Christianity or your relationship with God play into this? Like figuring out your criteria for who it is. Or for what it is that you're looking for in a partner. Well, in my opinion, you know, if you if you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian. I mean, that's who that's what you should want as a as a spouse. You know that that's what you should be looking for. That's 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 what I think. Um, So yeah, that that plays. That plays a really, really big part on on finding that person. Um, but there's there's also you know there's there's things too that you have to figure out yourself. Like you know what what kind of what kind of person that you like, the type of person that you like. And it was like, do you do you like a person that's more introvert or a person that's more more extrovert? You know that that sort of thing. But I th- I feel like like the the main thing though that shouldn't be well that should be like a, a non-negotiable I guess is mm-hmm. that if you if you're a Christian you you that's what you should be looking for in a in a spouse. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Ellie, do you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. I would also say like surrendering like once you figure out what you think you need and what you think you want surrendering the rest to God. And I know I prayed that multiple times, just like, so these are the things I think I need. These are the things I think I want, but at the end of the day, let your will be done. You know what I need more better than I do. You know what I want better than I do. And you know, my heart better than anyone. So I just, I continue to pray that like God, whoever it is, I pray that, you protect them, keep them pure, and you make me into the person I need to be to be the best for them as well. Because I think it's definitely more of a two-way street. I think we can get in the habit of, especially, well, I don't know about guys, but I know women. Like, we can get in the habit of praying specific things we want from the man. And we don't pray as much about changing ourselves mm. so that we can be what our partner will need as well um so that was something that i was trying to do more um once i started being more interested in darius i I started praying that i could be what he needed if that is what god wanted if that makes sense i don't does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's such a cool that's such a cool perspective to like god you know not necessarily just create this human being that's out there for me but create me for someone else as well yeah uh, I, I yeah i really appreciate that because i think and, and some of where these questions are coming from i i get to work with with teens and campus uh here in the church mm. and you know what you find is especially in the campus ministry guys there's a lot of like desire for dating there's a lot of desire for a partner there's a lot of 
that kind of question, like who will it be? Especially like Darius said, like once you become a Christian, it's like the pool the pool gets you know pretty small pretty quickly yeah because you're like you know i know it has to be another christian so so that's kind of where these questions are coming from and i think that's super helpful for both guys and girls to be praying that help me to be surrendered uh you know on on whatever on on whoever it is uh, and whatever the situation may be instead of just bulldozing my way towards this you know the spouse or have you um okay so so i have to ask you know so this is kind of you guys build your friendship for a while um, and then how does this Darius, that's right. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I got it wrong. All right. How does Darius ask you to date, Jaylee? How did that happen? Oh, it was so amazing. <laughs> so we were going on a date. I knew we were going on a date that day. We were going to see the Nutcracker, yep. I believe. Yeah. Um, at Fox Theater, which I had never been to before. Um, so I was really excited. And... But before we like get in the car, we're with two of my best friends on the state we doubled with. And uh, we start driving, but we're driving like past where we should be going. And I'm like, where the heck are we going? Yeah, we're going the opposite direction <laughs> of where the, where the theater is. And I was okay. like, I don't know what's happening, wow. but okay. okay. Uh, so we drive and we pull up to the bowling alley where we had our first real conversation at that event that we planned that we talked about earlier. And uh, we get out and I'm like, oh, are we about to bowl? I was in like heels and a dress. And I was like, look, you almost lost to me the first time. I can try to take you now. I don't care if I'm in a dress. I don't know what was happening, but we walk in and he actually sits me down at the same table that we were at that first time we had a conversation. And he whips out this poem Oh, it was the best poem ever. Wow. Yeah. He like wrote a poem and um, at the end he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, what? Yes. So that's how it happened. And then he won me. He's really freakishly good at those claw machine games. So he won me something out of the claw machine before we left. And then we went to see the Nutcracker and it was surprising and i was like i have a boyfriend i was freaking out in my head sure but it was great that's awesome that really is cool Mm -hmm. and and uh, you know i'm thinking about all the girls that might be listening or even some of the guys does how they ask to to date matter early again it's all opinion but you know so i feel like i'm the wrong girl (laughs) to ask this because i am very low maintenance and so yes and i'm so grateful for that yeah i feel like my opinion of this is probably not the majority but i just am very low maintenance so honestly him he we didn't even have to go to the bowling alley that was just like icing on top of the cake because it was sentimental and i understood everything he was doing but he could have just like slid me the poem across the table and I could have read it myself and I would have still been ecstatic. But I think the way that he did it showed me how much he cared and he wanted it to be special. Um, I, I think you need to, I do think it needs, it needs to be special. Yeah. Like, I do think it needs to be yeah. thought out. Yeah. Like, thought out. Yeah. Thought out. It doesn't have to be huge yeah, or right. like a ginormous or a lot of money goes into it. And that's what 
I we've talked about this recently, just about our date since COVID-19 has happened and stuff. I'm like, we don't have to do anything big. We don't have to spend a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I just want things to be intentional. That's the intentional, word. Intentional, yeah. Like, I want to know and I want yeah. to see that, like, you thought about me. You thought about what I would like. You thought, what would make Allie smile today? And that's why we did this. Right, because I knew, I knew that it would make her smile, make her ha- happy if we were go back to that bowling alley to the same the same spot i knew that that would really make her feel happy and encourage her so i think that when when you're when you ask when you do that um definitely you know who the person is and know what would encourage that person and at that time i was also super into poetry like i was writing a lot of poetry i was reading a lot of poetry so the fact that he wrote his own poem Mm -hmm. For me, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Brownie, brownie points. Yes, yeah. absolutely brownie points. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I think I agree. I think um, it's funny you use the word intention. You know, and I think we, Melissa and I, uh, my wife, we've had to have the conversation in lockdown at some point that like, you know, just consider what we can do because I know, you know, COVID is different and we were... Uh, a lot we would go out a lot so whether it was dessert or uh, dinner or a movie like that was our vibe so being in the house it was like man we've got to we've got to really figure out some things um so i love i love the word intentional there um but okay so you guys how long did you guys date for Mm. we dated a little over a year yeah yeah i think it was like 13 months, <laughs> mm-hmm. like right over a year. Yeah, and then got engaged. Right? And then we got engaged, yeah. yeah. We got engaged. All right, at what point, and either of you can answer or both of you can answer, at what point did you know, all right, I'm in, I'm, I'm on in now? Mm. We both knew pretty quickly. Yeah, just, oh, really? yeah, just seeing her, how genuine she is, the type of person that she is. This is the woman that, like I knew quickly that this this is the woman that I wanted wanted to be with forever, and yeah, like we said, it didn't it didn't take long. I could just, I just I could just just tell just by her character, like this is this is the woman I wanted to be with. And I felt like God was making things very very clear. For I'm sure. I'm very much I was praying for this because I yeah. do not do well with subtle subtleties. Like I need you okay. to just be straight up with <laughs> me. Be honest be blunt that's very much what i need or things can kind of go over my head a little bit and so i was praying like god just make it like blaring red sign obvious Mm -hmm. that this is the person i should be with right now it needs to be obvious i don't want to miss anything (laughs) and i just felt like god was doing things that were making it super obvious to me like the way that he would treat me or things that he would say that I would pray to God about and then he would bring it up in conversation. It was just stuff like that was happening where I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the guy for me. And um, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So, so I'm trying to just get timelines here a little bit as well. Oh yeah. We know from from the point of meeting each other, to your engagement. So I know there's there's 13 months of dating in between that, but like how long was that? Oh, I'm I'm really bad with timelines. Um well we met 
It was, was it August? It was in August. It was probably August. like a year and a half total. A year and a half total? Yeah, okay. I think. Until your engagement? Yeah. Wow, so you guys knew each other for a couple of months, started dating, dated just over a year, and then got engaged. Yeah. yeah. You gotta think too, okay. we're, we're, we're older, we're a little bit older. I mean, we're not old. Okay, hold up. I'm, I'm okay, I'm 30, I'm 30. Okay, for those of you who can't see what's happening, she's pointing at him profusely. <laughs> okay, so I'm 32, so you were, I was 30. You were 30 Yeah. when, or about to turn 30. You were like 29 when we first met. About okay. to turn 30. Okay. When we started dating, he was already 30. And I felt like that had a big difference in our timeline, I guess. Because, and we've talked about this a couple of times. I just feel like it's different when a man knows he wants to be married. It's just, it's different. Like, you're not you're not playing any kind of games or anything yeah. like that. It was very, like... You could tell that he had the intent. His intention was, I'm going to date to see if this is who I want to marry. Um, and so even though I was, what, 24? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was 24 at that time. Mm-hmm. He he always would tell me, like, you're so mature. Like, I was a mature 24 or something. I do kind of have an old soul, I guess. Yeah, she does. She does. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just maturity-wise, we kind of meshed really well. Um but I would say a total of a year and a half of okay. knowing each other, dating before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. So it, I would say, like, it's it's wow. it's probably different though if you're younger. Yeah. Because I feel like you're younger, especially if you're in like high school or you know just starting college, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, I was still trying to figure out who who I am as a person. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to figure all that stuff out. And and so at at the point well well when I met Allie like I already knew who I was uh, like I'm very secure who who I am as a person and so I I just knew that I was just I was ready for for a serious relationship ready for marriage. Gotcha. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to ask us to go into the engagement story because, again, I want to put a shameless plug for your podcast so people can hear that story there. Um, but but I, I do want to talk about marriage because I think, uh, and I, I've said this to a lot of people in my life, we've been married. We It's just over a year now as well. And uh, I just said that no one, like, married people didn't sell it. You know what I mean? Like, I found this thing like to be so good. I'm like, this is the best decision after following Jesus in my life. Yes. And like all the married people kept saying is, oh, it's hard. Oh, it's going to be challenging. <laughs> like, I was like, but, but that's, uh, yeah. so I want to talk about marriage. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Like I want to, you know, if you guys are okay to share as much as possible, uh, PG rating. I don't think there's like some, you know, young kids that might listen to this. Um, <laughs> but, but t- tell us, tell us about marriage. How did you guys find it? Maybe let's talk the first, the first like three to four months, you know, because you, because I know kind of the standard. You guys didn't live together before you got married. Like yeah. everything kind of happened as as and from the wedding, the wedding day. So, so talk to us about that. How, how was that transition? All right. So. Well, the cool thing is we're both teachers, 
So we both have the summers off. And so we got married in May. What day, babe? May 26th. Good job. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and so so all throughout June and July, we don't have to go to work. So we're, we spent the whole summer together. Getting used to being married. Yeah, getting used to be married, living with each other. I mean, the honeymoon, first of all, okay, well, well let me just... The honeymoon was awesome. Yeah, like, was. we went to San Diego. Um, that was it. Was really great. It was good for the both of us because it was a hard year, hard school year for us, mm-hmm. and we were just ready to have a vacation. Um, so that was great. It was just cool being like, "Wow, I'm on a plane with my wife. Wow, I'm on the beach with my wife. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting at dinner table with my wife. This is awesome." <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that first few months, I mean, we were we were just together all day, every day, and it was great. Yeah, we honestly we really didn't have much interesting <laughs> happening the first couple months of our marriage because we had so much time to spend together, and you know, there's this buildup of when you're engaged, wanting to and longing to spend every day together, and just have your best friend with you all the time. And so we were very fortunate because of our profession that we got to have that for the first couple months. I think like the biggest thing was um, (laughs) I moved into our apartment first and I left a ton of room for him. And he came in here and he was like, I don't have any space. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I left him like half of everything. Uh, But that was, that was pretty funny. It wasn't like a big deal, but it was like, what? Oh, I do remember one thing. Like the first time I got genuinely upset with you was when he had told me that he had been packing up his apartment and we were planning on moving him into our apartment when we got back from the honeymoon. So I was like, okay, great. We're going to go over. We're going to just pick up all his stuff and bring it back to the apartment. We get to his apartment and he has packed like maybe a box of Tupperware into a box, but like none of his clothes were packed. Mm -hmm. None of his shoes were packed. (laughs) Like he left the morning of our wedding and that was just it. Like his bed wasn't even made or anything nah. like that. It was just like <laughs> full weird. disarray. And so I I was expecting to just go over there and pick up some boxes. But then I ended up spending the whole day like packing up his clothes. And... I wanted it to be a bonding time between us, you know? That's what it was. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have. And so I had like, he, he left to go like return his wi-fi stuff or something cable box or whatever and so while he was gone i actually had to like call my mom i'm in his closet (laughs) calling my mom asking her like remind me why i need to be a good wife how am i supposed to do this i'm in his closet like i had a little mini breakdown in in his closet but it's funny we did get it all packed up and everything was fine after that but that was like the one time i feel like all of those months where I genuinely was like, what is happening? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if in all of those months, that's the hardest thing, why do people 
and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but why do people make it seem like marriage is this challenging, hard grind uh, for some reason or other? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if we've gotten to... Okay. I think it's all about mindset, honestly. Because we went into this, like... We we had people saying those same things that you mentioned, Remo, about, like, it's going to be really challenging. It's going to be hard. Um, enjoy the honeymoon stage. Ugh, honeymoon I stage. Hate that Ooh. phrase. Enjoy the honeymoon <laughs> stage. And we kind of went into it, like, we want every day to be the honeymoon stage. We want the honeymoon stage to last as long as possible to last a lifetime even. And I do feel like it's a mindset thing more than it is a reality that marriage is hard because anything is hard. Like anything you commit to is going to be hard. Right. But I feel like doing life with your best friend, even if you do argue and we do argue, even when you do um, disagree, which we do disagree. I think at the end of the day, he's still my best friend. Mm-hmm. We're still doing this thing together. Right. And our main focus and our main goal is the marriage. And for the marriage to be good. I think what what happens, and I definitely agree with everything you just said. I think what what happens is when one when one person is thinking about themselves they're thinking about me 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 instead of thinking about us and us together yeah um i think that's where problems happen um because because marriage like you're saying like i mean marriage is for life it's your best friend or supposed to be your best friend yeah and you're in this together and of course the disagreements come and that sort of thing but Overall, you're you're still you're still one. You still should be working together. And I think what was really helped us helped us is I mean just communicating. Like we we do, I feel like we do a pretty good job of just communicating with each other and being honest and letting each other know if something bugs us or annoys us that the other person did or that sort of thing, and not like letting it stay in our head we actually talked about this like we had we had this mindset before we got married that we wanted to be good communicators with each other yeah and and letting each other know if there is something like conversations that we need to have sure i definitely feel like though there's this negative stigma around marriage because it can be hard, but I feel like we have way more good moments than we have bad moments. Absolutely. And I don't know if this is something that like, because people have children and then they start to feel even more challenged. Because I can imagine adding more people to mm-hmm. our family. I feel like that would definitely <laughs> be challenging. Right. Because it takes away time that we have together when we're both putting attention on someone else. So maybe that's a factor. Not, I'm not saying like children are bad. Children are a blessing. But our marriage is also a blessing. I think if we treat it like a blessing mm-hmm. and have the mindset yeah. that it is a blessing. I don't even know if we answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. I, I think the, the answer I got was it's a choice. Like you can choose to have it be super hard or not. 
that. Now, the, the threat that we got, uh, you know, is, is there's one of two options. You either have a really good first two years, and then, because typically people get pregnant around that mark, and, and then your first when your first child arrives, you know, the, the marriage just goes into some horrible place. Or you have a horrific first two years, and that kind of sets you up for a good run from then on. And uh, now we haven't gotten to two years yet and we haven't gone to the child part yet, but I'm like, I'm fighting actively against being in that stereotype. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's definitely, we're choosing to have a great marriage. So, mm. um, I, I appreciate you guys saying that. Cause I think there's people who need to hear that, that you can choose something different. You can choose yeah. to have a, an epic, an epic marriage. Yeah. Uh, but t- talk to me about communication. What does it, what does it mean to have good communication? I think not because we are married. So just like in a way, not holding back. I think especially for me, he is very good at expressing himself, expressing how he feels. Um, He's always been good at it. That was one thing that attracted me to him. I was like, man, I've never known a man to know so much about what he feels at any given moment. And I am very much the opposite. Like it takes me a while. I have to think. Like, how do I really feel? I, I have to work harder to understand what I'm feeling. Um, but I think not being afraid to say what you feel in the moment and not holding things back and letting things build up. And also the small things like communicating your plans for the week. So, you know, all right, on this day, we're we're spending the night together. We're spending that time after work together, I want it to be intentional or sharing what you need. Like there were some times where I was like, I really need to go on a date, especially during um, lockdown and COVID-19 and everything. There's been a couple of times where I'm like, I need a date. I need to get out of the apartment. It doesn't have to be anything big, but I want to feel special, something like that. Like not being afraid to share with your spouse what you need or what you're wanting or um, things you're feeling, what you're dreaming, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think that I mean, if you're if you're not communicating, then I don't. Know, I just I just think that that's just such a that's such a bad thing. Like if you're not, if you're not talking to your spouse. It's about yeah. what's going on, or you know, what's in your head, what what's on your heart, that sort of thing. I feel like you're not giving, you're not really giving to to your spouse if you're if you're not doing that. Sure, Man, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I love to hear just that idea of of communicating everything because I think that's how you become one, right? Is when is when all of that stuff is shared, and there is no my thoughts or my this or my that, but it's, it's we are together in this in this one thing um so so as we kind of like wind down there are, there's kind of three people i want to ask you to give advice to here real quick uh, mm-hmm. and again it's, it's just your opinion so don't feel like you are now the sages of all of this <laughs> uh, but talk talk to the single listeners uh, the guys who are you know riding solo some of whom are you know you know edging towards that 30 that scary 30 mark and they're still single or they're just over 30 and, and still single uh, you know, talk to them. How, what would, what advice would you have, or what, what encouragement would you have for them about this idea of marriage? 
Well, I would say, first of all, that you are important and that just because you're not married doesn't mean that you're not needed. I think that's that's something that's that's that needs to be said more often. Yeah, because I feel like it can be kind of like a stigma. Oh, you know, I'm I'm in my 30s or I'm getting close to 30 or, you know, and I'm still saying I'm not married that. I'm not needed, but you know, we the church needs you. We we need we need people. We need people like you. Um yeah. so I I want to get that out. Um second, I would just say that just keep living your life for God. Uh don't think that just because you're not married um that you can't that you can't still be spiritual, that you still can't be a follower of Jesus. Like still still live your life um following God and um yeah I think I think that's all I got for that I would say to the women who are single like first and foremost you are worthy you are um beautiful you you're not having a relationship does not determine your worth or your status Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, Because I think that was something for me. I felt like my status, my relationship status was somehow connected to what I was able to give in society or in the church or whatever. And that's definitely not the case. Like you are, you are worthy as a single person and you have things to offer people in the world and the church and all of that. Um, And also that, God's plan is greater than any plan you come up with in your head. Um, And to be patient, like not give up on the plan that God has for you is like the advice I think I would give because it's very tempting to give up. And especially like you said, Remo, like once you become a Christian and your mindset changes of like, I want my partner to also be a Christian. I want to have the same values, the same core values. That does shrink the playing field. No, the pool, the pool. Yeah. That you can choose from. And so I would just say, don't get so discouraged that you start trying to branch out of that pool. Like don't let go of your convictions because you want a relationship. Don't let, your desire for a relationship overtake your convictions in your faith in God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's such a kind word because I think a lot of people, and I think Ellie, you're right in that. I think women especially need to hear that, you know, because I think, especially in Christian circles, it seems to be, you know, there are more women's, women's, well, women who are Christians than, you know, men. And so, you know, it's easier for the guys to feel like, oh, I'll, I'll get there. Like, this, there's going to be someone. Uh, whereas I think women can feel like, man, this is, I'm running out of time and stuff. So I appreciate yeah. you guys, you know, such a, a kind, encouraging word. Um, what about people who are dating right now? I, I can think of a couple people that I know who listen to this who are, who are dating. What, what, what advice would you have for them? I would say enjoy your time. That's you know, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> have have fun. Um enjoy okay. enjoy your time with with um with other people too. Yeah. Um 
is once once you're married. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, we still have fun, yeah, of course, yeah. But uh, it's it's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's just different. It's it different. is very different. It's a little, di- yeah. it's a little different, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and enjoy it. Like, have make sure you're having fun. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's what I would say too. Like, oh, oh, I, I gotta say this for sure. Um, yeah. Please, please keep keep talking. Pe- like, be open with people. Oh, yeah. About your relationship, getting getting get advice. Um, that's that's super important. You can never get too much advice. And just because you get advice doesn't mean you have to like take it all and do yeah. everything you say. But that's what advice is. Advice is just advice. But of course, you need to listen. Um, and yeah, um, get advice from people that that you that you respect and that you know and you see their relationship and you like that and you want that and yeah. that that goes into married married people too yeah like we still we're yeah. still getting advice as as a married couple so i i would say that for for people that are, that are dating make sure that you're open about your relationship and talking and getting advice I mean, and, and then, and then, yeah. Lastly, kind of, what would you say to married people? What do you say to guys? Well, there might be people who have been married obviously longer than you, which is fine. That you know, but you know, some of us are we're just a little bit behind you. I know one of my really good friends. Uh, he just got married about a month or two ago, so about a month now, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what would you guys say to those people? Marriage is so fun. It is. Mm-hmm. It's such a blessing. It's just is being with your best friend and the person God had in mind for you every day and don't take the moments for granted get through like once the argument is done let it be done like don't hold on to it just move on. What do you say? Next play? I say next play. That's from my <laughs> my high school basketball coach whenever we would make a mistake on the court he would say next play and let's move on yeah i think that has been really helpful for us because i i tend to be the one that lingers stuff lingers on my heart and in my head and he'll just catch me and be like babe next play and i'm like okay (laughs) okay i think that's really important though and just enjoy each other um i really do believe in the whole mindset shift like if you want your marriage to be great and you want to stay in the honeymoon phase okay decide you're staying in the honeymoon phase and then just do it (laughs) you know have dates be intentional with each other um like we've started what do you say like on the dates can you can you give us some free date date tips and and maybe i'm just asking for me uh but uh, (laughs) you know what what are some cool practical things you guys have done so we just recently started like maybe a month ago, a month or two ago, where mm-hmm. on Thursday nights after work um, is our intentional time. So we put our phones away. We are only focused on each other. And every other Thursday, it switches off who chooses what we do that night. So like the first night, he wanted to have a listening party. So he picked an album on Spotify 
or YouTube or whatever that he had never heard before, I had never heard before. And we like listened through the whole album and like rated each song and talked about what we liked and didn't like. That was pretty fun, actually. The album was awful, but (laughs) (laughs) it was a good time together. Yeah. And then another night I wanted to play because I I like games sometimes. Um, So I, I played Donkey Kong. I wanted to play Donkey Kong for a little bit. So we played that together. Um, it can be yes. just as simple as having a picnic. I love picnics, man. <laughs> I just love them. Yeah. Having a picnic somewhere, uh, we play... Playing cards. Play cards or Yahtzee yeah. or a board game together. Just like spending intentional time with each other where you're not distracted by other things. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a big thing in marriage as well as yeah. like... You still, even though you're married, you still want to be a good friend. You want to be a good family member. You want to be a good um, co-worker. Like, there's things that are just pulling you all over. Um, So having a time where we can be intentional with one another and know that no matter what's happening this week, Thursdays are our nights and we're going to be able to connect is super helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry, I kind of cut you off. You were were still kind of giving some advice to people who who are married. Oh, okay. So, just remember. I mean, after God, your your spouse like that's that's the person you you need to be. How do I say? Um, <laughs> that's the most important person. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like okay. of course, of course, God is the center of everything, but. The, the next that next person that's your spouse and you need to love your love your spouse sacrifice sacrifice for them um and just remember that that it's not about you it's about both of you it's about us like together yeah, yeah. so and i think that's like when i think about it our best times in marriage are when we're both thinking about the other person being selfless being selfless in the times where we have the most troubles or we miscommunicate the most is when we're not being selfless Mm -hmm. and we kind of get into these just valleys of (laughs) me 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 (laughs) or i'm really tired no i'm really tired i'm hungry you know like when we can get in those kind of mindsets is when we can start butting heads a little bit um so yeah being selfless is it's hard especially like this was a big thing adjustment like coming home from work (laughs) especially you because he Uh, lived by himself before we got married so he never he didn't have to come home to anyone so like coming home from work and wanting to relax but someone else is there and you still have to give and be selfless when like you've been doing that all day at work that can be hard but doing it anyway doing things anyway even though it's hard sure Sounds sounds familiar. I uh, we've had a couple of those conversations around what's needed when one gets home because mm. I um, and I think we relax differently as well, right? So yes. my wife likes to debrief, and so she likes to have the okay. So this is what happened, and then I had this appointment because we're both ministry, so you know it's appointment after appointment, mm. yeah. Conversations, Bible studies, discipling time, that, and. Um, you know, I just like to, to be a little bit in silence uh, or scrolling on Instagram or watching, you know, sports mindlessly in the background or whatever. And 
Yeah, that's right? me. So that's me, Darius bro. Darius and I appreciate yeah. that. So, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's interesting to to learn how to give and take because she'll will debrief very short version of the debrief, and then I'll be able to just chill for a while, and then later on in the evening again, we'll kind of now properly unpack. Okay, tell me more about that appointment. Tell me more about that situation. I think that kind of gives us a bit of that uh, that balance that balance there, which is which is quite fun. Uh, but you guys look like you have a great marriage. I mean, you guys sound, especially on the podcast, I, I enjoy listening to it because it sounds like it sounds like fun, and it and it is inspiring. And you know, this the, the podcast is is aimed primarily at, at young people, you know, kind of people under thirty five. Um, I, I think I was chatting to someone this weekend who said uh, they're pretty sure not just my mom is the person over thirty five who listens. So <laughs> shout out to anybody who's older. Um, I just love being able to learn from people and, and enjoyed. I've just enjoyed your podcast and really enjoyed this conversation, you know, about about marriage. Um, and so I, I love to end off with this question. So if, if you could help young people thrive in life and in faith, you know, what what would your advice be to them? Mm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, <laughs> with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. The greatest commandment. I, I think I would say learn to be happy on your own. Like learn to be, learn to find your happiness within yourself and not be dependent on other people to find that happiness. Because if you can find your, your happiness and your peace within you and in your relationship with God, I don't think you'll worry as much about who's next to you if someone's next to you, if you can find that within yourself. It'll just be like an extra cherry on top of the pie if you do find someone that adds to that happiness. Okay. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for for availing yourselves and making the time for this. Uh, I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was awesome. Yeah. What a great interview, right? I hope you really enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, just fun being able to chat to these guys, hear their stories, and really to be able to talk about what it is that they've been going through with their marriage. Uh, please do me a favor and go check out Marriage Done Right. You don't have to be married to listen to it. It is a great podcast. I thoroughly enjoy it every second Thursday and uh, find that the content really does help me uh, in my own marriage and just dealing with other people as well. So uh, please go check that out. And then Uh, If you can, please subscribe wherever you get this podcast. I know for myself, I only listen to podcasts that I subscribe to. And we will be releasing an episode every week uh, for your enjoyment. And uh, the next week, we'll be talking uh, to a young man about his, uh, his faith journey and subsequently his restoration to the faith after a stint uh, away from the church and from God and just uh, all that that has entailed uh, for him. And I know that many of us have uh, journeys and stories that are similar to this. So please uh, look out for next week's episode uh, where we talk about this journey of restoration that this young man goes on. Uh, But for this week, I hope this episode has helped you to thrive both in your life as well as in your faith. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.